With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Boom. What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees. And you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. All right. Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. Another roll call episode. This one is unfortunately about none other than Gary Sanchez. We are joined today with special guest from George's Box. You know him, JJ. Let's get talking about it, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, might as well. Gary Sanchez. The man who I didn't believe was I mean, how do you want to dive into this guy? I mean, I can just I can just talk bad about him for a very long time if that's what you want the show to be. Yeah, I mean, Gary Sanchez. I I, I personally made a rule for Gary that was, I'm not going to talk about him unless he hits or until he hits over his body weight. And I don't know how much he weighs, if you want to give me a look up for that. But I, I, I don't think that would actually come into play because I don't see him. I don't see him under 250. I did lose a little bit of weight, so maybe he's two thirty. Two thirty. He's I, nowhere wow. near hitting his body weight. See, I don't even think that's. <laughs> if that they say he's two thirty, if they say he's two thirty, he's two fifty. Yeah. yeah, the camera adds twenty pounds, or they they at least they don't want. To I don't think he bad. will ever hit above his body weight again. Is that a hot take? I was going to ask you guys at the end of this one over under two twenty five going for next year. What are you guys taking? Which is perfect because that's his body weight. So do you think that I basically what I'm asking is. Will I, on this podcast, talk about him again after this episode? Because that was the rule I made for myself. I mean, here's like, all right. So if you just look at Gary Sanchez and like the player that he was, the player he was supposed to be, the player he's become, like he came into the league mashing. Hits 20 home runs in 50 games, like could have been the rookie of the year. He was second Comes rookie ba- of the year in 50 games. Yeah. Puts in. Uh, you know, uh, a solid MVP, you know, 22nd in MVP, Silver Slugger, All-Star season in 2017. Um, had, you know, always had some defensive issues, would have the like, oh, here's my groin. I'm gone for a little bit. I'm back, but now I'm mashing. But since then, Gary Sanchez is a 200 hitter. He snuck in a 2019 All-Star by having a, a strong first half. But you know, he's there's a point in time where you're either the player you're supposed to be or you're just not. And that doesn't normally happen at 28 and later for catchers. That's true. I didn't realize he was 28 years old. Now he'll be. Yeah, he'll be, like, this will be his age 28 year. I feel like I feel like we've all been riding his 50 game 2016 season for the past five years. And like, that's what we've all envisioned Gary Sanchez to be. And that's why I keep giving him so many breaks. And I literally had no idea he was 28. I, I'm still envisioning that 2016 season, and that's why I feel like he's still 24. 
And like it's still a young caster in the league that can make a breakout year again, which is just so false. <laughs> and he'll hit a home run for you, you know, whether it's a, a basically meaningless grand slam or it's, you know, it'll be some moonshot or he'll hit two home runs in a game and you fall back in love with him yep. because he's never hit a ball 315 feet. Like it's always a blast and we get wrapped up in the blast and we're like, maybe he's got it or, you know, he'll miss two weeks with a groin come back hit four home runs in a week. And we're just like, this is it. He's back. He's, you know, the Gary of old. he's 24 again, but he's just not. Yeah. And we make up all these excuses for him. I feel like there's like an equation with Yankee fans where it's like for every home run he hits, we forget about how bad he is for the next 20 games or like some, like some weird situation where every bad thing he does just gets, Erased. Um, oh yeah, erased because of the home run he hits, or like per yard he hits. He'll hit. Yeah, he'll hit like a four hundred twenty foot home run, and people will be like, "That's why he doesn't have to hustle down the line." And it's like, <laughs> what? What the fuck are we talking about? And then the no, other you... people will be like, they'll hit the home run, and then the, the Yankee fans who are big time Gary train, like they'll be like, "Oh, Gary haters, where you at now?" Like we're still here. He's he one home run. We're there. This doesn't change a thing. We. The Gary haters are saying that he's a home run or bust hitter. So hitting a home run literally does not move the narrative a touch, like nothing. It it's, not it even, <laughs> it's not even haters. And it that's where I think people time. get it. Like, you know, people get confused. Like, like, oh, Gary haters. Nobody hates Gary Sanchez who's a Yankees fan. Every day he puts on those pinstripes. I want him to do that. The problem is he just doesn't. He yeah. doesn't do that yeah. because he, you know, and there's always an excuse. You know, it's like, oh, well. He's thrown off at the plate because last year he could hit and he couldn't actually catch. So he focused so much on catching in the offseason that he's, you know, he's in his own head and he can't Mm -hmm. hit. Then it becomes, oh, well, now he's adjusting and like he's got one leg kicked out. And it's just all this like piling on of these adjustments that we've asked him to make. And if you just take all those and you boil it down. We just asked him to be a better baseball player. That's yeah, all it was. I'm not asking you a lot. <laughs> yeah. We're not saying like, hey, come up with some like, you know, some mystery. We're not asking you to to reinvent the wheel here. Yeah. Yes. You you have to spend time in the offseason working on blocking balls or changing the way you pop up or whatever that may be. But that has nothing to do with your hitting. We didn't say, hey, you do this and slack off on the other. We're asking you to just be a major league caliber baseball player, yeah. which you're on the fringe of. And then, like, you see the videos of him, um, either winter like, like the winter league, like hitting a home run off of an 85 mile an hour changeup down the middle. And then everyone's like, oh, he's back. He's he's hitting again. He's training. He looks great. And then he, like, makes one stopped. Um, I forgot. I looked, stopped ball I looked up the guy the who hit a home run off of, and it, I don't remember his name, nor does it matter because that's just, he was an obviously a memorable person. He was like 40 years old. It was like, I. I, it was like me throwing out there. He could have basically been hitting against me and hit home run, which he should. If he didn't, I think that was the storyline with Winter League, and that's just the takeaway to, to take from that is it's a bigger story. People are making a story about it as like, oh, Gary's back. I think the only thing that is a story out of that, it would have been if he did bad. If he did bad, then that's that's horrible. If he does well, then great. Like you should be doing that anyway. You just don't you're not regressing even further. You know, yeah. Breaking news. Yankee starting catcher could play at high school level. 
I thought you were actually like breaking news, like like that's that's all it is. <laughs> no, that's all it is. No, it's just like, oh yeah. By the way, this guy he can hit because I've also seen it with Judge, and where people are like, oh look at him mashing in the cage, and it's like, well. He's Great. a major league baseball player. <laughs> Breaking you know, news: Gary Sanchez could get called up to varsity team. <laughs> yeah, like they're not throwing splitters yeah. in the Mexican winter league. Well, like it's fastballs and changeups. And like a, this, and a hanger I feel like the ball. same thing would have happened if he was hitting off a tee. They would be like, "Oh, Gary Sanchez putting in the work." Oh, like the yeah, the, he the, should be. Gary he can't hit for shit. He <laughs> yeah. should be hitting off a tee. He's yeah, there's no job. credit. There's no credit for putting in the work yeah. when you get paid millions of dollars to do that work. And you're not good if you don't do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not like, you know, we're asking a guy who has been an all-star the last five years and is hitting, you know, 260 and 35 home runs a year. Then we've got no issue. Then you get to, you know, enjoy your offseason and nobody asks why you're posting a picture anywhere other than the gym or the cage. Yeah. But for right now, and so like this is. This has to be make or break year for Gary. I, I know there was saying that though. Well, but is this the tipping point though? I guess that's what I, I was mean, trying to I, say. I, it's where it's got to be for the organization, like for fans. Yeah. Like when we say this is make or break, it doesn't really mean anything. But after you go, you have the 2016 season. You are, you know, I mean, sorry, the 2020 season. You're benched in the playoffs. Actually, breaking news. Sorry. Tie on, tie on to the Yankees just wow. happened. Well, it looks wow, like when's this episode going to come out in like not, three weeks? Not yeah, not even close. You got, this is <laughs> the it. oldest news ever, so let's just not talk about it. Yeah, right this now. is another time. Breaking news. <laughs> breaking, breaking, to us. breaking. We news. can cut that out. But yeah. sorry, go ahead. Garrett Cole said he liked somebody <laughs> and he got him, and that's how it works. And that brings us right back to the to the playoffs. Oh, Gary. I mean, he likes Gary. Ga- like, oh, good job, Gary. <laughs> no, like. He, um, you know, Gary Sanchez isn't starting. It starts with Higgy, you know, becoming Garrett Cole's kind of catcher. And I was in favor of that. I'm in favor of a guy that you're paying 30 something million dollars a year to. If he's like, hey, I just want to throw to one guy. Fine. Whatever the fuck it is that makes you do that 30 million dollars worth of, you know, work on the mound. You could throw the ball to whoever you want. And I thought it would benefit Gary to not have to worry about that i feel like cole asks more of you yeah. as a catcher when it comes to preparation and a day-to-day than a tanaka is asking you for yeah. than a haps asking of you so if you take that off gary's plate and he can just focus on four guys and he can be the one asking of them not them asking of him i thought it would help but it turns out it's an ego blow and then he has and you know this is when guys go rogue in the media is when you're really in trouble. Like you can be bad on the field and be good in the media and still get by. But when you go in the off season, after having the year that he has had after batting 200, the last three years combined, you don't get to say to ESPN. Yeah. I don't understand why I wasn't playing in the playoffs. Like that blew me. What a baseball reference. Go to baseball. Can you be Google yourself in the clouds? Can you be to not, to actually say that just out completely loud. tone deaf like how did, like it's just insane to me and it didn't he get like mad at boone or whatever happened it's just it's it, insanely tone deaf to me that he can't even he's not even 
taking responsibility for just being bad at your job. Like if I'm at my job and I work in tax, if I improperly filled out a tax form and then I said, huh, I don't know why I was you know, like, I don't know why I got fired for doing my job poorly. Like, it's just like, I, you got to take responsibility to understand what's going on, you know? And you, especially when you still like, he has the ability in our eyes, I think as a fan base to do, he had the chance there. And I think that the chance is gone to own it and just say like, yeah, I mean, it just, it's unfortunate. It didn't come together. I've just got to go grind this. You know, I've got to grind this off season once. Never. Yeah. If he said like, this is why I'm in the Dominican Republic, you know, in the off season, (laughs) maybe he should just stay there. (laughs) Play play baseball there. What, what percentage of games do you think, I guess? Yeah. Well, first of all, what percentage of games do you think he's going to catch outside of Garrett Cole? Um, Garrett Cole's um, well because he's a personal starts. catcher for Garrett Cole now. I actually before not I answer Cole. that, I question, meant like you know, he's yeah. not he's not pitching with he's not catching for Garrett Cole. But what percent do you think he's going to pitch? I think for the other four guys? every other pitcher should do us a favor and request him as the personal catcher. Request Higgy as the personal catcher, just so <laughs> like Cole did it and they gave him a personal catcher. So if like Montgomery's like, yeah, I actually think Higgy could be a good personal catcher. Yeah, Montgomery him. doesn't get to fucking ask. For but if, it, if all <laughs> yeah. of them just ask for a personal catcher. Gary just can't catch anymore, and that's no, an that's a, no, then that's a clubhouse problem, and Boone's lost the team. But yeah. do you think like how how far into the season do you think if if he does awful the start of the season how how many games we give him to actually like prove himself before we just so, say Higgy's a starter? He's gonna come into spring training as the starter. They may say that there's some kind of competition, but there isn't. Um, and if he can stay healthy, because this is also like one of those you know, timelines you go down where it's like, oh, and then he comes in. Oh, he never really lost the job because he was injured and then someone else kind of performed and then like they didn't tender him a contract. Mm-hmm. But um, I think he comes in as a starter. I hope he has a great season. Realistically, I think he has a middling average season and then the Yankees really look at either late in the, in the season or in the off season moving him. And yeah. making so you know oh, so you whether it's just to build some trade value, yeah. Like there's nothing. Like there's there's nothing there now. I don't think now having gone out and gotten you know Cole last year, we add Kluber, we make another trade today. Breaking news: you guys are hearing it here first. <laughs> Three um, weeks later, <laughs> that you you know we're not really going to go out and build more of that rotation, like. Garcia, Montgomery, Schmidt, like someone, two guys just have to step up because then you also have Seve coming back. Um, I mean, maybe we'll have a reunion with Tanaka, but it's starting to feel less. It's as like time goes on, it feels less and less likely because he just, you know, he's in Japan and, you know, we're not exactly, you know, building up a great reputation worldwide. Be like, come to America. It's fun here. Um, (laughs) So maybe he goes back, maybe he doesn't. But like now, it's just time for the the back end of that bullpen. You know, whether it's Herman, Sevi, whatever it is, like to just you got you got to fill yourself out there. Yeah. Um. So I don't think there is even the trade that Gary could like be in. Yeah. Like a, a Gary caliber player could be in. That's true. I I think that going to next season, um, I guess one one of the biggest issues that I have, aside from a lot of things with Gary Sanchez, is that. Half of his hits last year were home runs. Yeah, he, he's strictly just let's hit a home run or or nothing else. 
And unless you're Barry Bonds doing that when he hits 70 home runs in a year, you can't do that. That that ratio yeah. cannot happen. Yeah, you can have half your hits be home be home runs, but you have to have you know 70 fucking home 120 runs. hits. Yeah. <laughs> so if I were to set an over under on home runs for next year, would you take over under uh, 23 home runs for him next year for Gary Sanchez? Yeah. Let's see. Um, I think 23 over the, here, over you think because yeah. here's the thing the caveat in this that he, he may not play a lot like Higgy could you know uh, you, no he like can't said, no Higgy can't because also Higgy is not the starting catcher of the New York Yankees like nice guy great Cole wants to have him there hey he can you know Higgy can have a great at bat every you know five days but Higgy's not stealing this starting job and going out there and doing that job every day. Here's my thing with that. Like, yes, he's the start. You say he's a starting catcher going into opening day. Right. And I agree with you, but something, it's a little weird to me that, okay, you're the starting catcher, but like opening day, you're not going to catch because Gary Cole is pitching. And now you're just, you're, you're, you know, it's weird. Well, who knows? I mean, maybe you never know these fucking ego stroking things that, you know, the Yankees will do to keep these young guys who haven't really produced happy. Like maybe Gary Sanchez, catches that opening day and then you know we go from there i don't know i gary just and and you know we're at the point in this podcast right now that if you're a gary lover you're not you, you turned it off already so we're speaking to our crowd right now <laughs> if you made it this far you, you think the same as us so dude if you man if you can still believe that like there's a ton to love about gary sanchez yeah, you believe that. the election was rigged yeah i i can't i just can't <laughs> see anything about I don't. I don't see where the hope is in in anybody's eyes. There, there's, there's I, and like nothing. you said, like we all have said, I don't. Like I don't want to see the guy do bad, and that's what the first thing that people who are like Gary, like lovers, and they're like, oh, like, like do you want him to not do well at all, like that. I was like, no, I want to see everybody do well. It's just I don't think he will, and that's that's that. That's my relationship yeah. with Gary. There, I mean, it's been since. I mean, you know, we've talked about 2018 was bad. You know, 2019. I went to every home playoff game and every time Gary Sanchez got up, I was like, well, he's not like, I wondered what it was like, especially for Astros fans where it's like, Oh, when Gary Sanchez come up, comes up and you're an Astros fan in 2019, do you also know that he's going to get out every time? Or are you guys actually like still worried? You know, I don't know. Cause, cause like the thing is, I feel like because Gary Sanchez is just a home run hitter with a highlight reel, people who don't follow the Yankees every day, maybe just see that. And they, and they, that's what I wonder. And they're just like, oh crap, Gary Sanchez is the big bad Kraken. Just because but they like, keep seeing you know, him hit home runs. But like, yeah, then it's like five games into the series, you realize, like, oh, this guy's a bag of shit. Or no, they probably think, like, no, I think he's due. Around he's the due league to break that out. He's not good. I, I, I don't think it's a, I don't know. It's a hidden secret on, that we have. Like, he's I just, just not don't a good know. catcher Maybe across the is. league. I don't know. But there is just there is just no promising stat from his last year that makes me optimistic about the next. The year. only thing that I will say about it is obviously small sample size, and we have seen an ounce of of that splash. But again, it's been so long since he's done that. So, to me, going into next year, I have low expectations, and if he bats over his body weight, I am super happy. And it, it, the, the thing with him that that I'll leave you guys on is, I've been saying this too. Like I am so cool having a catcher. Like I get his offensive ceiling is supposed to be there, and that's what people hold on to. But like he's a catcher who doesn't catch. So at the end of the day, I would rather take a mid-tier catcher who can play well defensively and maybe isn't there offensively, like a Higgy situation, somebody like him, 
like you know, maybe like a Christian Vasquez type guy who can actually catch and be a good catcher first and foremost. And then I'll take the lack of offensive production because we have so many other bats in the lineup that can pick up the slack, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll take less production for a leader. Like if you get one of those catchers that isn't really that great, but is a real leader can yeah, like, like a role run a rotation. Type, yeah, I don't know that Romine's necessarily the leader, but just like if you think like over time, there are certain guys who, you know, like towards the end, like Posada wasn't always the best, you know, player, but he like commanded respect. He worked hard. He tried hard. like no one's following the example that Gary puts out there. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not a, a thought leader. Yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah. He needs somebody to lead by example to him or like give him like words of encouragement. Like, oh, good, good stop, Gary. When Gary Cole says that shit to him, it's just. Not a lot to love about Gary, so I think that's without. But we're all hoping for the best. I'm hoping, yeah, we're hoping for the best, and I think that's. I hope you all prove I'm us say wrong. I hope I'd love to be wrong. Yeah, I'm going to be so I don't right. Think we're, yeah, we're going to be so right. All right, <laughs> that's it for this episode. Tune in for the next one. All the guys at 161st Street. I just have two words for you. See ya. Guess it went wrong, but I ain't tripping, no. So we broke some laws and we danced some cars all night long. Went to every bar underneath the stars, one by one. They told me to grow up, but I just can't help myself. Maybe I'm messed up, and maybe I need some help. Yeah, I woke up with a headache and my memory's all gone, and I spend all of my money on martinis. Spend all of my money on martinis and rum. Now I only got one dollar till the end of the month. Should be sorry, but not sorry. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. 
Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 